Comic Fam, we're back to read comics because we want to. We do. We want to read comics. That's all we want to do. This started because we are like, we need to read more ongoing comics. And what do we need to figure out? Well, the value to the community. And what I realized is the Comic Fam needs more time to read more comics. Sure. It can be very hard to kind of try new things. I've, I've learned that about myself. Trying new things is hard. It's scary sometimes. You take a risk, it might be a waste of time. It might suck. And then you're, you know, you're out. You're out. So sometimes it's good to have people that you kind of know show you some stuff. Yo, you guys know us. And we're chatting comic books. Hit the subscribe button. Slap the like button. We're chatting about three different ones. We got a guest to chat about. Scotty Young. Goodness, but not the art. No, he wrote a book called Middle West that we got to discuss. Shout out to Will the Beast, who's going to be joining us in a little bit. What else we got on deck? We're going to be talking Hotel. From oh. AWA, from Upshot, that Dude. new publisher that just came out. Very impressed by this publisher right now. And Doing we also good. got one of my most excited new series that I'm getting into to chat about, Family Tree from Image Comics. Jeff Lemire, man. Jeff Lemire, goodness, that I'm so excited to spoil in this comic book discussion. But we're going to do light spoilers for the rest because we want you to read these books, comic fam, because they're that good. Let's chat about Hotel. And before we get into what Hotel's about and kind of why the comic fam needs to know and be following this publisher, let's chat about the hype around Ice Cream Man from like the last couple weeks since our last discussion because it feels pretty good to see the love go into an independent run that really deserves it. Ice Cream Man feels like it's getting... A good fan base, right? It feels like the right amount of people are reading it, you know? Enough people are. I would like more, obviously, more people to be talking about a book like Ice Cream Man, but it's not underappreciated. For seeing an anthology series get the attention that it deserves, I was pleasantly surprised to see another publisher kind of give a crack at it and do something unique. And what we have is Hotel with two L's in the name. And this book is an anthology series, but it's all connected over four short issues. Tell them about this publisher. Yeah, this is a new publisher. They started like earlier this year. So it's a terrible, unfortunately, it's a terrible time to start a new company right right before the entire world ground to a halt because of COVID-19. Hotel is a pretty, it's, a, it's the only one of their, of their uh, comics that I've read all of. They did, they've put out a book called Year Zero about zombies. Hearing a lot of good stuff about that. It was really good. Like I'm not a fan of Walking Dead either, which is what I was kind of expecting. It's different. It's really cool. And it's, uh, it's another pretty short, self-contained storyline. That's something they're, they're making an effort to kind of make comics more modern and, and kind of bring them out of the kind of Silver Age roots of, of stuff like Marvel. Like all this, there's, there's a lot of essays and material in the back about like the direction of this company. They're trying to specifically make comics feel more modern, which is my, my thing. So I'm, I'm very interested in this, in this company moving forward. I made the decision to get Hotel because I work at a hotel, and I saw this in previews, and I was like, that's cool. A horror book about a hotel? That's good. There's four issues. I'm, I'm in. Basically, we have, like, the, the crypt keeper of this anthology is, like, the front desk. So, basically, that's you, Ryan. That's me. You're behind the front desk, and this is at night, so this would technically be your role, right? Sure. I would be the scary guy giving you the key to your room, and, and you know, you open this book, and you're introduced to this guy. So this is you. Basically, let's pretend this is you now. So, comic fam, when you open this book, you're introduced to Ryan, and this is Ryan checking you into your hotel yes. and what would you tell them you know because they're about to be in for a you know kind of a rough night <laughs> yeah this guy is creepy man like he's <laughs> ryan's hope, a little I hope, creepy <laughs> i hope i'm not creepy when i'm when i'm i hope i'm not like this bit. when i'm giving people room oh keys my like God. here's your key sir <laughs> if you need anything please call anytime 
You know, like there's there's all kinds of creepy stuff you could do. I'll I don't be want to. right by your door, day or night. Let me know. I'll be right there. I'm gonna get fired. <laughs> <laughs> Comic fan, join the mystery mail call. Uh, Give Ryan a job. <laughs> that's, that's fun. But no, this book. The, the, you you open the first page and you're you're introduced to this guy and he's just kind of filling you in on you know here's a hotel. People check into hotels. What goes on in those rooms? Who are these people? If these walls could talk, you know, what kind of stuff has happened in these rooms before I stayed there? You know, there's if you think about it, hotels are, are a scary place. The Shining takes place in a hotel. True. This kind of has some Shining echoes. So there's there's so it's it's four issues. They're four self-contained stories, but they do they do connect, which is something we'll talk about later. That's right. They do connect in a fun way, and each one of these stories are unique to themselves. You know, following a murder following abuse, following something supernatural. And that's really where I want to leave it. Because Generally speaking, this each is so good. Yeah, each issue follows a new person checking into one of the four. There's only four rooms at this hotel. Each each issue follows one person checking into one of the four rooms and what happens to them over the course of the same weekend. So by the time you you continue reading the story, you're realizing, oh, this is all connected and you start to see people from the other issues in the background of the current issue you're reading. I love that kind of stuff, dude. I really do. It felt like like pulp fiction when you see something from you see something play out and then you rewind 20 minutes later and you watch that exact same thing happen from a different side of the room. I'm into it. I love that stuff. Issue number two, my favorite cover of the series and also my favorite story of the run. What happens when the murder doesn't go as planned and the person won't die? Oh my gosh, dude. It, it is pretty heavy storytelling. It's very dark, very mature. Right. But you know this is up my alley 100%. That's a pretty good uh it's a pretty I don't know. It's it's hard to, it's hard to describe. It's got echoes of The Shining like I was saying. It feels like Psycho in a lot of the sense like yeah. you got a creepy guy working at the front desk. Ugh. I don't know. It's it's hard to explain too much about this without giving too much away. The first issue, I, I thought about this. I wrote it down in my notes earlier too. That like the first issue you read it, it's kind of weird. It it's off-putting. Yeah, I, I compared it to Black Mirror. Absolutely. Whenever you got demon fetuses, it's it's definitely uh, uncomfortable. It's uncomfortable, and like the same feeling you get when you start Black Mirror, and there's a tricky <laughs> subject matter in the first episode of that show, and you're like, oh, I've heard good things about this, I'm going to keep watching, but I'm already kind of uncomfortable. Right. What's episode two like? <laughs> and episode two of Black Mirror happens to be my favorite one of the whole show, with the guy riding on the bike for yeah. points to kind of like improve his life. It's a really good story. I had the same feeling with Hotel. So like the first issue was like, oh, interesting. What else you got? Issue two, blew my socks off. It was Tom's favorite. It's my favorite. It's a really good story. And by the time you finish all four of them, it ties the bow on the whole story. It, it's good. I'm, I'm enjoying Hotel. All right. Let's chat some uh, Scotty Young. Yo, Fire Guy, who do we got on the mic with us? We have our friend, Will. Will the Beast. Oh, Will. Thanks for joining us. How you doing, brother? What's up, comic fam? It's me, Will the Beast on Comic Tom's YouTube channel, and I'm here to talk about Middle West. Comic fam, you're in for a treat today because we have 18 issues of a comic book written by Scotty Young that has low-key gone unnoticed and is such a gem and is going to be getting people into comic books for decades to come. That's a good point. I feel like I feel like a lot of people didn't read this. Enough people we talked to did, so that like, it wasn't really an issue, but I, I think Middle West needs to be a lot more renowned than it currently is comic fam you know you got to subscribe to our channel slap the like button but you got to go follow will the beast on youtube he's cranking out youtube videos about comic book collectibles variants and 
interviews, like professionals in the industry. And when I saw Will interview Scotty Young about this mature read, I knew it was safe to bring you on the mic, brother. Yep. So on here on the kid, I interviewed Scotty Young, and I also interviewed a couple more artists on there. But when I interviewed Scotty Young, we talked about Middle West. We talked about how it was such a great read and like what he did to it to make it so great. And like you guys said, um, yeah, not a lot of people are talking about this book, and it deserves to be talked about so much more because this is one of my favorite series that I've read, and I've only been new to this comic game for about a year now. I think it really has the potential to get a lot of people into comic books and seldomly does this happen where you have such a good story, such a good narrative where really by the end of it, you're feeling stuff. You're kind of thinking about life and it literally crosses like age demographics. It, it's a brilliant thing. I'm glad you said that because I was reading this and I had to put a couple of the issues down because I got like feelings, you know, I'm a pretty cold, heartless person, right? Mm-hmm. You know, I try, oh, I know I, that, I try to project... Well, you you see that through the mic sometimes. Like, Ryan is a rough dude, right? (laughs) Exactly. Look how scared he looks. looks... I'm I'm tough, right? So a book like Middle West. It's the beard. It's the beard. Just wait till he gets that face tat. Right. That's coming next. I went from neck. Now it's going to face. Oh, it's a face tattoo. Now we want both. Wow. Thank you, Tom. We'll get that. We'll get there one day. But yeah, I've been, I've been like scared by comics before, like by a really good horror comic will get you or some incredible superhero action comics get y'all pumped and excited. But it's not very often that like... A comic makes you sad and, and reflective. And like, this made me want to call my dad. <laughs> there's, there's a lot of family drama in this series. And I got to go call my dad. He'll be right back. All right. So, Will, why don't you hit him with a spoiler-free synopsis? Like, lightly, what is this excellent book about? This book is about the father-son relationship between Dale and Abel. And Scotty Young dedicated this book to his father and his two kids because those were the two people that taught him how to be a dad. Yeah, I would I would say that that's probably like the biggest theme of this whole book is father son dynamics, right? That feels pretty pretty safe a pretty safe way to describe this the relationship between a boy and his father and that boy's journey over a short eighteen issues to learn how he needs to overcome trauma and just a bad relationship with a family member and what's crazy is like for something that's so deep that is really sad. It makes you feel good in ways as well. Like, this is a feel-good comic, really, when it comes down to it. How did it make you feel, Will? So this book made me feel, like, sadness in the first uh, issue because of, like, everything is getting laid out in there. You get to see Abel start his journey, leaving his dad behind, running away from home because of, like, all the bad things that happen, and trying to survive on his own. Yeah, there's a there's a lot of setup in that first issue. that, that feels It feels familiar, which is one of the things that makes this a good book to recommend to people. There's a lot of stuff that you see at you've seen you've seen this kind of story start out before like a kid runs away from home he ends up joining the circus like that's that's a little a little bit of a trope but it's a uh, one of my favorite issues of the whole run honestly is that first issue where they kind of delve into his new life in the circus and like you're kind of throwing this little kid out into the real world and he has to learn how to grow up and be an adult before his time I guess because he's still pretty little I don't know there's there's a lot of cool personal growth that happens throughout these issues personal growth and let's chat about this world that we're introduced to and what i really enjoyed is that scotty young specifically doesn't explain a whole lot of stuff like what you see is what you get and that right there is the power of good writing so i feel like as a writer it can be tempting to kind of just explain over explain everything and one of the cooler parts about about middle west is it throws you into this this fantasy kind of sci-fi world without holding your hand and, and like there's no 
wall of text at the beginning of the first issue to, to set up the whole world. It just kind of throws you in and lets you experience it as it comes at you. So I can relate to this book uh, because I almost lost my mom a couple of years ago. She had a stroke and like I can relate to this because Abel doesn't have his mom anymore. And I almost had that happen to me. So this book really hits home for me. Absolutely, man. I actually did lose a, a parent really young, too. So that's actually what really spoke to me about this book. And I think that's like one of the reasons why. I got so excited reading this because it made me feel things. I mean, it reminded me about ch challenges in life. And I feel like when I was chatting with you, Ryan, these kind of conversations kind of came up. Like I totally forgot about the feeling of loss or forgot about that feeling of, of pain and watching a character overcome this in such a comic book, like joyful way. It is, it's really cool. Yeah. I think, this really is a good candidate for a comic book to give a friend of yours if they're trying to get into comics. Oh, I'm gonna know I'm gonna have to buy the hardcover and get at least three copies, and I will probably never have any single copy in my house at one point because all my friends are gonna borrow it, and I'm gonna be like, "What the heck?" You gotta do like Saga, right? Just get like a whole bunch of, of no idea one where trades. my Saga is, no idea where Seed of Destruction or Wake the Devil is. Like someone out took there. Your, your Crow trade too. I don't know what happened to that either. Someone borrowed the Crow yeah. from you and never gave it back. This guy over here. Some... Okay, well, let's chat about the world then, because the world is mysterious. Yeah. So in this world, uh, animals can talk. There's robots, and you're allowed to. There, there's people that can get into your mind and see what's going on in there. You can have a conversation in someone's mind. It's a sci-fi world that doesn't answer a whole lot of questions. I really I really love that, man. Maybe uh, maybe I get points for tying it back to Lost yet again, but I love it when you get a mysterious story, right? And it, and it, and it throws a whole bunch of strange things at you. I swear, the Dharma Initiative has this place bugged or something. They probably do, man. You got to be careful with those guys. But like, we got to talk about like those weird, there was like a whole weird race of like forest creature people that like only get touched on for one issue. It kind of, like you talked about this, uh, Will, when you when you interviewed Scotty. But like the length of this of this comic, I think is one of one of my favorite parts is that it has an end. I hate when comics just go on forever and tell as much as they can of the story and just ramble on and then kind of fizzle out. I love it when somebody when something jumps in, tells the story, and ends. Roll clip. This is one of those times where we've got to let let the story tell us when a story need, when a book needs to end. This, these 18 issues, it's Abel's story with his dad. And if it went on more than that, we feel that we would be doing a disservice to that story and what it meant. So on that same point, I actually thought for the first few issues that maybe this was all a metaphor. And the fact that his dad's turning into a tornado was just like a way to personify anger or something. But fortunately, it's not. It's just supernatural and weird. Now he's actually a tornado. So his dad has the ability to turn into the tornado or the storm, as they call it. But Abel is different with it. He can't really control it. It just comes out when he's really angry or really sad, and he it's hard for him to control it and turn back into his human form. It actually gave me a lot of like incredible Hulk vibes while I was going through these books. Like, yeah, you put a note that said uh, Hulk meets uh, Pinocchio. Is that what you said? Right. That's the that's the impression I got while reading these books. Like it, it gave me a lot of Hulk vibes in the sense that it's somebody who's kind of cursed almost with this like power that they can't control and that hurts people around them. So there's there's even a scene in here where Abel like goes away from the people that are around him. Like I'm too dangerous. You don't want to be near me. I'm gonna hurt you guys just by being near you. So it's got a lot of Hulk flavor in that sense. And then it reminded me of Pinocchio, just in the fact that it's a boy going off on a big adventure and trying to trying to be a big man and making stupid mistakes like Pinocchio did with smoking cigars and turning into a donkey and stuff. Conscious, nah, fooling. <laughs> 
I just love Pinocchio. That's a little fire guy secret there. Jorge Corona, the artist of this series, just nailed it. This was a perfect matchup. What do you think, Will? So the art in this book is really amazing. The colors in this really pop out at you, and you want to just stay really focused into the book and see what's going to happen next. There's a lot to look at, isn't there? Yeah, there's so much going on in every page, and it just makes it so action-packed. The art in it really connects to the story, and I think that's why it's such the great read it is. Jorge Corona understands perspective on the page. He knows how to draw buildings. He knows how to draw devices and structures and, and objects. But here's the thing. I believe he did a lot of this freehand. That's why you get these like gritty lines. That's why you get these, these shapes that aren't quite perfect, but they're good enough. And oh my gosh, this is something that artists across the board need to take heed of. This is how you can draw quickly. I don't think that's how you use that word though. I think it's a uh, take heated of. Heed of, what, heated, heated Head. of, Head. what no one headed. Take headed of. No one would take headed of my instructions. Artists need to take heated of this style because it will crank work out faster and it works so much better for the story. One of the cool things about this book, too, is he's going on a journey, right? Abel is traveling throughout the, the Middle West, which is the name of the, the land that they are in. And like every issue throws a new thing at you. Like he's traveling to a new, a new town or he's encountering a new group of people or he's stuck in the woods. And you got this weird issue that's all dark and shadowy and kind of scary. So the art is really... It's a really good thing that Jorge is so talented because there's a whole bunch of different kind of things that are getting thrown at you. And they're all done in this really cool, like Thomas saying, this kind of loose, almost fantasy style that, that I really dig. It makes the emotions in the faces real. I mean, we're talking about how a comic book makes you feel. You got to be able to experience it through the art. It's a visual medium. And this team up, they got to do something else. Like I, I'm crossing my fingers that this isn't the only thing they're going to be doing. So my favorite cover of this series is Middle West issue number 17. Uh, this cover is my favorite because the colors on it makes it really pop. And you can see Abel um, in the trouble that he is. You can see him like being taken hostage. And it's just an action-packed cover. That's why it's my favorite. Tom, Ryan, what are your favorite covers of this series? Oh, thanks for asking, man. We're sitting in front of all the covers. And mine is clearly the final issue. It's a cover B. And you have Abel going up getting ready to fight against his father. And we have this writing all over saying, you're a monster. I'm just like you. And then also, I still love you it's, on this page. There's a lot of emotion on that cover. Oh my gosh. This just like personifies what you're feeling by the end of this series. Just a, a roller coaster of emotion. I was looking at that cover and I was thinking what it was like for Scotty Young to draw it because you can see like the majority of it is the tornado effect. So he must have just been sitting there with a pen like like, like you did in, in school, right? Yeah. And all the words are written really scratchy. It, it looks like like a like a really kind of angry kid's journal, like some kid who's really depressed and, and upset. Like there's a lot of feeling in that cover. What about like yours? What's one. your favorite? Issue four. I like that one because it's got the carnival. It's the one where where Abel joins up with this crew and he meets he meets this robot whose name is Wrench, which is which is awesome. It's like the first community that accepts him. And sure. you got Bobby. Like, all right, I'm hoping that there will be more. And really there's a lot of characters that we could follow, but I don't know. You chatted with Scotty Young, Will. Do you think there's gonna be more to this series? Uh, I don't think there is going to be anything more of the series because when I interviewed him, he said he wanted to stay there. He didn't want to add anything else. He thought it was a good place to end it. I'm sad and happy at the same time. It, it's one of my favorite series. I wish it was still going, but I think 
like he said, it was a great place to stop it. Comic fam, you gotta be reading Middle West. This is gonna be a tool that you can use to get people into comic books, but also something that's gonna make it feel good. It's a feel good comic and one of my favorites in a, quite a while. Yeah, they're about to drop a all in one hardcover of this sometime. 2021 i think will was telling us yeah it's going to be dropping in 2021 it's going to be a 600 page hardcover and there's a picture of it on his instagram if you want to go check it out i'm definitely going to order that like i'm excited to have this on my shelf and not just tucked away in a box somewhere this needs to be displayed this needs to be like people need to come over and be like "Ooh, what's middle west and i'll be like borrow that take that they'll never give it back people never give things back comic fam what do you think about middle west want to hear about it in the comment section uh, below Big thanks to Will the Beast for joining us on the mic. His channel is Hero and the Kid. Link in the description to go follow him. It's so cool, man, to see members of our community, the next-gen collectors, joining us on the mic, as well as like participating in this like comic fam that we have. Right. He's he says he's been on collecting for a year. Like this is the beginning of his journey. It's really cool to kind of watch watch his progression, his growth. He's, he's like buying first Carnage three, you know, sixty ones, and I'm seeing like Turoks in the background, and he's joshing about the hologram Turok. I'm like, oh, yeah. dude, oh no, the comic fam is creating monsters. We I have love a it. bad influence on people, <laughs> but no, we've we've both been on that channel. Will has interviewed both of us. He's interviewed Scotty Young, like yeah. we talked about. He's interviewed Ryan Stegman. Yeah, you know, he's, there's some good content on that channel. It's it's a worth a follow. All right, and let's chat about the last book on this list of weekly polls that I've been so excited to talk about. Dude, I've been so pumped to finish getting caught up for a while now. Jeff Lemire just created one of my favorite apocalyptic stories that I've read in quite a long time. And the only reason why I say that, knowing that Mimetic is one of my favorite comics of all time, and that's an apocalyptic story, is that Mimetic is only three issues. It's open shut. Jeff Lemire created a universe, and we're about to live in it for a pretty long time, I'm reckoning. I hope so, at least. I don't, I don't think this book is going to get canceled anytime soon. It's pretty popular. It's pretty good. Okay, so what do we have? We have a family who's dealing with some family stuff. Just general drama. We have a mother who's a single mother. We have a daughter and a son. And we're following the daughter closely because she apparently has an illness by the end of issue one you see that her arm and her back is starting to grow branches this girl is turning into a tree what a crazy setup like you close the first issue and it's like she's a tree she's gonna become a tree person there's a branch like imagine your 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 kid starts growing a branch out of her back like this is traumatic this is body horror it's scary and it is drawn like so well Family Tree's got some cool art. I liked the pencil work. Phil Hester is the name of the penciler for this run. His use of negative space is so good and sets up Ryan Cody's color work. Just brilliantly done in this comic book. I actually found a like quick little tutorial about his phases of how he took the inks to color and the process because he's having to consider not just the grittiness of the characters and the dramatics of the story here. The tone is really communicated in the shading and the palette choice. I start with my black and white line art, drop in my flats, drop in my sh uh, cell shading, my shadows, drop in my overall lighting scheme, make the main character kind of pop there, do a little uh, overall color scheme there to kind of keep the focus on the main character. And then again, just after I do all that work, I just deaden it just to kind of mute everything. 
So one of the things I really liked about the art that I haven't actually seen in any other comic yet was this use of negative space, not just like in the image, but there was a lot of times where like a character would be standing talking and then like their feet or something would trail down into a, a whole nother panel. But that panel is gone. It's like negative panel space. It's hard to describe. So obviously we'll, I'll put up some pictures for you guys, but it's, it's cool use of like layouts and, and characters and bleeding through different panels and there's just a lot going on here in a good way. And it's very purposeful because it's gritty. It's dark. This is at night. It's raining. And it, we're going through a very traumatic sequence of events. The first five issues, and this is spoiler because by the time we get to the big reveal by the end of issue five, everybody's going to want to not just read all of these issues. They're going to want to jump on board to issue six because by the end of this, we have a really a realization that the first five issues are a prelude. Right. There's there's kind of hints dropped throughout like the intro to these issues that there's an apocalypse, right? There's an apocalyptic event and we are witnessing the like the prelude to the apocalypse, basically. And they don't talk about it enough so that it's at the front of your mind. It's kind of in the back of your mind this whole time. And over the course of this five issues, you, you kind of get acquainted with this with this family unit, not just the mom, but the uh, the daughter obviously is is kind of the focal point of these first five issues. And then you have the the older brother who's kind of just there in the background a lot and then by the time you get to the end he's he's kind of more present in the story so it's really kind of focusing on all three of these family members and and seeing how they kind of grow and adapt to this insane problem that they have so we have also an antagonist that's introduced for whatever reason a group of people who may be nefarious we don't really know they're trying to kill the daughter we don't know why but it puts them on the run. So it makes this already very scary situation that much more stressful. And we have a reveal at the end that in order to, I guess, help the daughter, they need to take her outside. They need to put her in the ground because this has happened before. You can't stop this is kind of the impression that I got, right? Like she's changing. She's changing for is- sure. Not something that they, they, they spend a lot of time in these in these five issues trying to figure out how to maybe prevent this or turn it back or change it. When I said that it happened before, you find out that it happened before in her own family, but not to this extent, just a little bit. She is the first one to fully evolve, and we see her evolution by the end of issue five. She turns into a tree, like a full-on tree, and she's dead. She's gone. She's not like a character in the story anymore. And that right there marks the first human to turn into a tree, the start of an apocalypse that is natural. It doesn't make sense. And I'm I'm excited to see how it makes sense. Oh, dude. And you find out by the start of issue six that we're going to be following the brother. And it cuts forward a little bit, I think. I, I dabbled. I dabbled in issue six. I, once Ish- I realized that was like the transition, I stopped. I, I started issue six because I'm like, I have to know what happens because I was only going to read up till issue five for the table. But that's what a good comic book does. It makes you keep turning the page. And I checked out issue six. And yeah, the very first couple pages is the brother in the future as one of the sole remaining humans. Oh, my goodness. That's what happened to me when this book first came out. I read the first issue. I loved it. 
I didn't have anything to read after that. So it's like, I'm just going to keep getting it. I'm going to let them build up until I get like a full arc. Then I'll read that whole thing. So now the same thing's happening with the second arc. I'm going to have to wait till like issue 10 comes out or whatever at the end of this of this current stuff. And then maybe jump back into Family Tree and see see how they carried on. The first five issues were gritty. It was gray. It was dark palettes. And then this new world that's filled with foliage is bright. And it's like jungle and wilderness and pretty scary looking. Comic fam, I can't stress enough. I, you got to read this book if you're into anything like apocalyptic stuff like I am. It reminded me of The Last of Us, the video game on the PlayStation. Me too. I'm, I'm playing it right now, man. And that's Oof. the vibes I was getting from that. It was, it was perfect. Like a like a like an apocalyptic scenario, but where plants are starting to regrow and reclaim, you know, the the they're taking advantage of the lack of humans, you know? Like things are starting to get reclaimed by nature, which is which is always a cool perspective on an apocalypse. Comic fam, what are you reading every week? Let us know in the comment section below. If you need a LCS, come join ours. Go check out your local comic shop first, you know, support your comic peeps. But what can they do if they don't live by one? If you don't live by one, you can check out the description box of this video and all of our videos. There's a link to the Patreon for Milgi Comics. That's right. Russ, the comic sensei, could be your comic guy. He'll make sure you get your comics every month and you sign up to his Patreon and you get free shipping. As always, geek responsibly. Enough said. Hey, comic fam. Thanks for watching. If you like this kind of stuff, we're going to put some more right here. Right there next to my hand. Weekly Pulls. Gem Mint. You should watch that. He's a cool guy. We talked about Joker and some other cool books. Also, John's Comics Kids. We did a Weekly Pulls video with John. You should check that one out too. 